quick disclaimer and trigger warning. In this episode, we are sharing our experiences with our own religious trauma, and we realize that that could be painful or triggering to the people we love who are currently religious. So please just take note that we discuss religious trauma and suicidal thoughts in this episode. And we love you and appreciate you holding space for us while you listen. Why, hello there. And welcome to the Psych Patient Podcast, episode five. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> this is a podcast for people struggling with mental health and anyone else out there who wants to learn about what it's like to live life while also battling mental illness. Today, I have with me the sister of my brain, Natalie. Hey, hey guys. (laughs) Here I am. Uh, Okay, Natalie, we call each other sister brains because our brains are on the same wavelength pretty much all of the time. Yes. And um, we're basically platonic soulmates. We are platonic soulmates. Correct. We are platonic soulmates. 100%. Yes. We just get each other on another level, mm-hmm. and we're very grateful. We really that are. We found each other. Yep. Um, let's talk about how we know each other. Okay. My favorite thing to say is the best thing we got from our exes was each other. Yes, and it's so true. Yeah. Yes. The best thing we got. We were dating dudes from the same group of friends in our early twenties, and so that's how we really met. Yeah. I mean, we grew up in the same hometown and everything, but we didn't know each other until right. our early twenties. So. Yeah. And we just hit it off. We did. We connected on a level that... Yeah. Let's normalize platonic soulmates, please. You need them. Go find your platonic soulmate. Seriously life-saving. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we couldn't do life without each other. No, truly. 100%. Let's do our mood rating. Yes, let's do our mood rating. So, 0 to 10, and then a mood word. Okay. So 10 is the best. Ten's the best. Zero's like, damn, you're down it's in those a, fucking dumps, it's dude. A, it's a foggy, a foggy seven. Foggy seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How are you feeling mood? Like, what's your mood word? Open. Open. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking playful. That resonated a little bit too, but open. open. I'm feeling open. Good. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll do my rate, mood rating as well. I, I don't even. I, this is a hard one for me to. That's why today. mine was foggy. Yeah, foggy is a good one because I feel like in one way I am for sure a seven because I'm hanging out with you. Yes. And then in another way, I'm like a four or a five because life's just hard and confusing. Yeah, and we've been talking about heavy stuff. And we've been talking. Yeah, leading up to this, we've been talking about some heavy stuff, and so. I'm going to go with a 6.5. Okay. And I'm going to stick with that. Okay. Mood word. Um, ooh. Shit. Do you need the wheel? I need the wheel. I need the mood wheel. We're looking at this emotions wheel. And it, at the center, it has, like, fear, anger, disgust, sad, happy, surprise. And then it branches out from there. And it gives you more words that go in each Category. Category. So, yeah, the next layer of the circle yes. kind of breaks down those core words that were in the middle into, you know. Mm-hmm. 
So I am feeling, I feel very anxious today. So some words that come, go with anxious are like overwhelmed or worried. Maybe I'm feeling a little overwhelmed today. Yeah. Just with life in general. For sure. And but I'm, happy to be here with yes. Natalie. Yes. And I didn't get very much, in fact, I didn't sleep at all last night. Did you sleep? I didn't last sleep night? well either. I really I didn't. About. I know. I wonder what's going on. Like, we need, we need, we rest. need our sleep. Yeah. Natalie, do you want to tell the fine folks that are listening in uh, about the different mental health struggles and kind of like personality traits, things like that, that over the years have made life more challenging for you? Yes. As a child, I was incredibly anxious. I mean, I've been anxious my whole life, but I was the worried, stressed kiddo. Um, and growing up in a high demand religion, Mm -hmm. I internalized a lot of guilt and shame and I, I didn't know how to verbalize that. Yeah. And I just held on to it. And so I was always like, I had separation anxiety from my mom. I don't know, just kind of a sad kid. I had a good childhood, but I was a lonely, Mm -hmm. a lonely guy. Like you just didn't really feel like you fit in ever, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I always felt out of sorts and honestly like I never fit in yeah um like something was always missing yeah there was always something wrong but I didn't know I didn't know how to say it or I don't I don't know and that's just not something we really talked about back then yeah exactly yeah that wasn't anxiety all that was not something that was it was basically shunned yeah like it wasn't very common that people were in therapy stop being a big old baby yeah and dill. And yeah. it's like, some people just can't, okay? Yeah. And mine would manifest in, like, my stomach. Like, I had stomach aches all mm, of the time. I was always sick. That's interesting. Then in high school, I was diagnosed with ADHD. Mm-hmm. And I've had an OCD diagnosis as well. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, depression mm-hmm. sprinkled in throughout the years. Sprinkle that in there. I feel like it's yeah. hard not to be depressed when you're dealing with, like, these different anxiety, ADHD, OCD, it's like depression just kind of follows because How can it's it discouraging. Not? Yeah, for sure. It's discouraging. And that kind of leads me to like something that connects us a lot as well, I think, is that we are both very highly sensitive people. Yeah. And so we get each other on that level of like, we can be patient with each other yeah. in a way that I think... That's part of why we connect so well. Yeah. Yes, I understand, like, your reasoning and your suffering, mm-hmm. and you're on a level that sister brain feels like the best yeah. term for it because you feel those exact same things. Yeah, totally. So I know that, like, being a highly sensitive person is kind of something that recently has really been, like, you've been kind of digging into. Um, so maybe let's talk about what a highly sensitive person is and how it can affect your mental health and just kind of the things that you have learned about yourself over the years that have helped you to kind of curate a sustainable life for yourself. Yes. Okay. Well, first of all, HSP stands for highly sensitive person Mm -hmm. or highly sensitive people. It's, it's basically a neurodivergent individual 
who processes things differently. Yes. On a different level, mm-hmm. on a more intense level. Our brains are wired different than the quote-unquote normal brain. Yeah. And we feel and see and hear and absorb things that most people don't. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it feels like sensory overload. Yes. Or like way too much like stimulation socially mm-hmm. or... It's very easy to get overwhelmed as a, as a highly sensitive yeah. person. Yeah, yep. Um, in, so there's a book called The Highly Sensitive Person, and it's by Dr. Elaine Aaron, and she's kind of the person that came up with this concept or started, like, researching it. So in the description for this book that she wrote, it says, Are you a highly sensitive person? Do you have a keen imagination and vivid dreams? Is time alone each day as essential to you as food and water? Are you noted for your empathy, your conscientiousness? Do noise and confusion quickly overwhelm you? If your answers are yes, you may be a highly sensitive person. So then she's written a whole book about kind of how to accept these personality traits. These are not just like, it's not a quirk. Right. Right. It's not. It's actually the wiring in our nervous system. Yeah. It's how we're made. Or in our brain. And our nervous system handles it differently. It's a, it's a whole feeling. It's, it's a yeah, whole it's thing. how we were made. It's not just a silly, oh, we're quote unquote crazy. Yeah. It's or neurotic. It's like, no, we're highly sensitive baby. people. Yeah. Like that we're just built a little differently. Uh-huh. And it's like, if I remember right, like 80% of the population is n- are not highly sensitive people. And 20% of the population, somewhere around there, are highly sensitive people. Yeah, that makes sense. And wired that way. And one thing she was saying is, like, depending on your childhood and the circumstances you were raised in, you're either going to be this highly sensitive person that is battling anxiety and depression and all of the things, or you're going to be this highly sensitive person if you grew up in a very positive way. You're going to be just thriving. You've got your... You've got your shit together. You're excelling at life. You're excelling at life. And people probably don't notice as much that you're a highly sensitive person because you grew up in this environment that actually fed that sensitivity and made it a good thing. And for us, we kind of grew up more in an environment where it's like, it was very confusing. It was. Yeah. Natalie, do you want to give us kind of an example of... A situation where being a highly sensitive person really affected you. Yes. Yes, please. Um, one word, Disneyland. <laughs> I love Disneyland. I do too. I really do. And we go every year. But I go with um, my in-laws and that's a lot because mm-hmm. you're wearing your good mask mm-hmm. the whole time because you're on you're your best be, behavior. Yeah, best behavior. So it's a lot of mm-hmm. keeping it together and not like... You know, your mother-in-law's watching. Yeah. So you're just trying really hard. Um, and then there are endless amounts of people mm-hmm. and lines. Chaos. Yep. A lot of chaos, a lot of sounds, mm-hmm. a lot of sights, a lot of food, a lot of waiting, a lot of people touching you in your bubble. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. And being someone with HSP, you absorb energies and random information mm-hmm. that's out there. We're sensitive to it and our mm-hmm. bodies physically feel it yeah so being in an environment like that day in and day out day in and day out draining draining mm-hmm. 
completely exhausting. That's not a vacation. Mm -mm. That's actually like, it starts to be like, I had a mental breakdown on this trip. Mm -hmm. I had two of them. It was too much. It was way too much stimulation. And I don't think I've ever been able to express or articulate exactly how that feels maybe to my Mm in-laws because you know, there's a certain part of you that you're kind of playing a different role Mm -hmm. when you're with extended family of any. Yeah. You kind of got your filters on. You're kind of like, yeah. Yeah. And so I don't, don't want to ruffle the feathers. Yeah. And and you don't want to like ooze too much, Mm -hmm. but, um, but you did send them. I did send them this article because I had this breakdown while I was there and I want them to just realize that one, just to help them see maybe from my perspective, it's not just that I'm like short fused mm-hmm. and annoyed and I hate the crowds is that it's physically overstimulating my body mm-hmm. and my body is shutting down. I'm not able to cope right now Yeah, and it's causing me to have a panic attack mm-hmm. and I'm starting to like really deep breathe so that I don't hyperventilate mm-hmm. and I'm to a point where I can't even fake it and be like, Oh, I'm good. I just need a minute. I'm to the point where I'm just like looking at my husband and like mm-hmm. making eye contact, like SOS, trying yeah. to send him like a yeah. message uh, saying, buddy. help me, it's gone too far. <laughs> yeah. I'm overstimulated. And anyway, so once we get home from this, this happened twice on mm-hmm. that trip. Once we were home, I found this article because I'm researching more about this highly sensitive person. And this article super resonated with me. And I sent it to them, and they were so sweet about it. I love that. They were so sweet about it. And um, they were like, we love you just the way that you are, and we love you and our family, and, you know, this helps us understand you a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I think it's important that we realize it's not just that it's not a quirk. Mm -hmm. It's just who we are. Yeah, it's who we are. It's how we operate. And to cope, we just have to start, one, being vulnerable Mm -hmm. and being able to be transparent with people and just... Mm -hmm speak what's going on. Mm-hmm. It takes the awkwardness out if you can mm-hmm. just be transparent. Just say, about it. hey, like, I'm having a minute or like yeah. I'm, I'm feeling like this is a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. Don't wear the mask. Just be truthful yeah. in, what, in what you're the experiencing. Mask, the mask is too... It's smothering. Yeah, it's one more layer that we're having to like, one more ball to keep in the air. Yeah. Yep. And it, it's cutting us off from mm-hmm. our true authentic self. And I think as you get older... Like, we can't really pretend anymore. Uh -uh. We're too tired. We're We're too exhausted. Way too exhausted from having to fake it our whole lives. Yeah. That now we just don't give a shit. Yeah. And now it's like when somebody says, Oh, how are you? It's like, Are you sure you want to know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's literally, that would be our response. Yeah. A cute little laugh at the end. Yeah. Whereas in the past, we would have been like, So good. How are you? Great. Thanks. How's your job at the thing? And we would put on this fake persona. Totally. Of chipperness. Yeah. That was false. And I think both of us are people pleasers, which makes all of this... Way more complicated. Way more complicated because I, when I say that to someone, when, when someone says, how are you? And I'm like, I, I'm okay. I'm, you know, I'm surviving. I'm here. I'm here. I'm surviving. You know, I don't want to sound like a victim. Totally. I hate the idea of sounding like a victim. I feel like I'm almost betraying my true self mm-hmm. if I fake it and go, oh, we're doing good. How are you? Yeah. I feel maybe almost to a fault. I mm-hmm. have to be like so transparent. Yes. 
And then people Where are I like, I feel dishonest. Shit, I don't know how to handle yeah. this. And then I hear it and I'm like, ooh, ooh. Yeah. I like just ooh. immediately word vomit. Not trying to be a victim, but this is just really hard and life's just fucking crazy. <laughs> and you know. on. <laughs> yeah, no, but it creates an awkward life. Yeah, it does. Because that's not what people are used to. Yeah. They're not don't... used to people actually being honest when they ask the question, how are you? Yeah. And we aren't, we, we just sit in our awkwardness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we don't know what to do. So we, we just don't. continue we just, to sit. We keep just sitting in okay. an awkward zone. <laughs> well, one thing about being a highly sensitive person, too, is how in tune we are with other people's energy. Yeah. And so let's talk about that a little bit. Like, about how you can just see, like, a random person. And just know. And just know something about them. Yeah. I always say I feel it, like, physically in my body. Sometimes I just know a truth. And mm-hmm. I don't know how I know it. It's not in my head, though. My whole body knows. Mm-hmm. And it would just be something random. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll know that couple's in a fight. And they're, mm-hmm. like, near divorce breaking up. Yeah. And I'll I'll just, like, suddenly know a backstory. You and can it, just and I know. feel it. Yeah. And yeah. the same with the... Bad guys, the tricksters. Yeah. If we, if there's like a bad energy or a bad Mm -hmm. vibe coming from somebody, we're going to pick up on it and we're going to know to steer clear. Mm -hmm. We just know. We're very in tune to what other people are feeling. And yeah, like I will see a random dude at the store and be like, he's really struggling right now. Like, and I will feel that so deeply because we're very empathic. That's one of the reasons why I have such a hard time going in grocery stores and movie theaters. Mm-hmm. And while I do feel scared for my safety mm-hmm. in big settings like that, because you have anxiety, I have that anxiety. Way. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, PTSD from 9-11, really. Yeah. I think that came at a time in our lives where... Very formative years. Very formative years. Yeah. And it just affected us on a level that, I We've don't know. We've just been living in fear ever yeah. since. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. So anyways... One of the reasons why it's hard to be in big settings like that and, like, just grocery shopping seems overwhelming is because we are constantly receiving these energies. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and it we're... doesn't stop. Even if it's not being entered mentally, your body is feeling it. Mm-hmm. Totally. And you just know. And you're receiving warning signs as well. Mm-hmm. And so you feel... It's kind of like animalistic as, I, as I'm describing this. Like, it, it's like another instinct. It really is like a sense. Yeah, yeah. It kind of is, huh? Like an extra sense. Yeah, that we have, like but... our spidey sense. Yeah. That just tells us. And, and we think... feel it so much that it's like... Yeah. It's hard to determine sometimes what is your energy and what is someone else's energy. And that, like, with, on April's episode, the Mother Earth episode, she yes. talked about doing an energetic shield. And I'm like... I need to be doing that every fucking day. I've been doing that. Have you? Yes. That's my friend awesome. taught me and she refers to it as purple bubble, purple bubble it. Like you imagine this shield of protection and in purple bubble form. And I you, love that. I've been doing that. I did I it around the that. plane before we left. I did it around the house as we were leaving. Like I've been using that. That's amazing. Visualization. I I'm, love that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just like bringing a bubble around you. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I need to start doing that because it is it is hard to differentiate. To exist. Yeah, it's Just hard to, to exist. It is hard to differentiate. And because we are aware of what's out there, because mm-hmm. we are such high feelers, mm-hmm. we know... I don't know. So that real so, danger is out there. It, and we're not just being silly. Yes, it adds to our anxiety because... 
we can't differentiate the thought. Is this my intuition mm-hmm. or is this me overanalyzing and worrying because I am aware and I have been exposed mm-hmm. to what's out there. Mm-hmm. So I'm very cautious and I'm very worried. Is it my worried brain or is that my intuition body saying danger? Yeah. And sometimes it's you don't really know. It's really hard to know, which I loved. Again, April's advice on that was like, get out of your head and into your body. Yeah. Listen to your body and yeah. what you feel. Yeah. But then... At the same time, I feel everything in my body. Yeah, so that's even true. if it was just it's complicated. Yeah, it is complicated. And that's why being an HSP makes life very challenging. Yep. And you unintentionally misrepresent yourself. Maybe people think you're standoffish or Yeah, and you've like lost some friends I because have. you've like I haven't go into that. I haven't been able to maybe show up in a way that they've needed me to, or maybe in a way that I had represented. That you could show up? Prior, earlier in the friendship, Mm -hmm. right? And I I was not able to do that anymore. Yeah. And that change was never received. Yeah. What they were expecting of you was not something that you could actually give. I couldn't give them, yeah, what they needed. And Mm -hmm. there wasn't a mutual understanding. Like you and I have. Mm -hmm. You would just know. We're very patient with each other. Yeah, and if you're going to, like, cancel on plans or, like, even in, I don't know, something big. Like, if I didn't yeah. come to your reception. Or even this, if you were like, dude, I, I cannot can't do, it. do this podcast. I know. You would be like, guess what? It's okay. Yeah. I'd and like, I could I tell it. you that. I'm not mm-hmm. scared of you or mm-hmm. any reaction because I know that we, like, we get it. Yeah. We give each other grace and space and we, like, I don't know, there's so much trust and yeah. love that. Yeah. We're, we're in it for the long haul, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, we are, so thank goodness for each other, but... Let's talk about kind of... Because you have done a really good job in the past few years, I feel like, of kind of making your life more sustainable for yourself. In a, like, making your... Like, almost designing your life yeah. in a way that makes it so that it's not as challenging for you. Yeah, so I'm a very visual person, and I need my space to be my sanctuary. Mm-hmm. I need to be able to like have a nice view out my windows and have pretty things and have it look nice and be clean. Mm-hmm. And I need ease of space and storage. And I haven't had that because I live in an older home mm-hmm. that doesn't have a lot of storage that doesn't have big, huge windows everywhere. And that we've been renovating. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like my life has been like boxes and trying to like rummage through things and like switching rooms. And there's been like real estate in my mind that Mm -hmm. has, that I need back. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I feel like lately I've just done, I I don't honestly think it was even, I I was, yeah, yeah, it was subconsciously like curating a life that would be sustainable to who you are as a person. Yes, but specifically HSP. So mm-hmm. I've gotten rid of like all of my clutter. Like every single thing I own has a place mm-hmm. so that now I don't have a stapler in this room and that room and this mm-hmm. room and that room. It's all, you know, this is where it goes. And maybe this kind of stuff comes normal to other people or comes easier to yeah. normal people to other people. Yeah. None of us are normal, but yeah, to other true. people, but it's something that's hard for me to do. Mm-hmm. And it literally has taken years to get everything to have it make sense in a place. Yeah. 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 Because my brain works really in weird ways. And probably part of that too is ADHD. For sure. You know, for sure. 
I've made sure to have my space be beautiful and playful and also like and mindful of the earth. Like I thrift a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Most of my stuff is thrifted. You find a lot of cool things on like secondhand websites. Remember when we went thrifting in San Antonio? Oh, that was found. so amazing. That bread bowl that's on my coffee table, that's what I got at that oh, yeah. vintage shop. That's right. That yeah. was so fun. That was so fun. Oh, such a good trip. So, let's see. I have meaningful things around my home, and I try and keep it organized literally for my survival, for mm-hmm. my sanity. Um, I keep my schedule not super hectic. Yeah. There are things I would love to be able to do. That I just know I can't do anymore. Yeah. Because it sets me over the edge and it's just not worth, like, draining my energy. Yeah. So it's reevaluating. Reevaluating. Reevaluating, right? I'm reevaluating my life. Reevaluating. And where my energy goes. Yeah. And it can't always be at the school volunteering and it can't always be. Yeah, you've learned what you can and can't handle over the years. And And I've had to deal with the guilt that comes with that and, like, forgive myself for... And you've had to cut things out. Yeah. It's like, sorry, this doesn't work for me anymore. Yeah. I had to... I I left the church. I left the church and I quit my job. Mm -hmm. I was working last year and Mm -hmm. it was was a lot. Yeah. Just too much. Yeah. And it wasn't the right... Well, I think that actually brings me to... So I was listening to a podcast episode about highly sensitive people earlier today. So in this podcast episode, she was talking about um, how finding the right job for you as a highly sensitive person can be really tricky. And she um, she talked about drudgery, craft, and calling. And here's how kind of she explains it. While craft captures either one's mind or heart, it doesn't get both. Drudgery has neither our heart nor our interest, and a calling commands both heart and mind. And something that she was saying is, like, for highly sensitive people, it's really important for us. Even if our job is not our calling, it's important for us to be pursuing our calling in life and, like, figuring out what that is, because otherwise... And and one thing that, um, in this article that I pulled up as well, it says... We love trying to improve things and will exhaust ourselves attempting to do so. Yep. And that was from explorecounseling.ca. Yeah, we can become unhealthy, non-boundary setting workers. Just who will just chasing yeah. meaning and chasing purpose. And I think finding that balance of like knowing when to stop is hard. And as you get older, you kind of learn like... Yes. Okay, sorry, I can't do this. Yep. I can't do everything. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Setting boundaries. Setting boundaries, yeah. In the professional world, mm-hmm. in your private life, at church, mm-hmm. saying no to the saying no is things a huge that one. don't resonate with us anymore because it is it it doesn't agree with our body anymore. Yeah. It's not for us. Well, and our bodies tell us. Yeah, our and bodies we're healthier let us know. when we cut that out. Mm-hmm. You got to say no. You really do. Not to everything. It's good to challenge yourself. Yeah. And there are times when I could push myself maybe a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And there are other times when I can't. And mm-hmm. it's like... It's a learning game, though. It's a learning game. Yeah. And it's just... It's a learning curve. It's something that you take day by day and you just... We're just surviving and there's things that work at certain times and you yeah. know, things that don't. But what's important is that we're speaking our truth. Mm-hmm. We're setting boundaries. 
cutting out the things that are toxic yeah. and harmful to ourselves and we're giving ourselves grace. Yeah. And we're just acknowledging that this is this is yes. who we are. Acknowledging this is our a personality it's trait. It's, it's part of us. Sometimes it's a, a darkness. Yeah. It's our shadow self. Yes. Right? Sometimes it can make life incredibly challenging. Yeah. Other times it can make life because you Incredible. feel yeah because you feel the low lows but then you're feeling these high highs as well yeah you feel really good about nature and mm-hmm. you feel moved by music and by yes. art and you like can you get choked up easily and you are empathetic to people and you love deeply mm-hmm. and you connect and have these deep thoughts and and we're needed feelings. like the twenty percent or whatever are of, needed of people that oh, are high so sensitive. We're needed. Yeah. We need, and we're not better or worse or anything. It's just that we need highly sensitive people yeah, in the world. Their energy is needed. Yeah. Um, I wanted to read some of the positive traits of people that are highly yeah, sensitive it. because it can it can be easy to get really overwhelmed and like in in the busy world that we live in, yeah. feel like this world wasn't made for me. Because it wasn't completely, you know? Yeah, it's very easy to get to a place where you're feeling... Like, what the hell am I doing here? Yeah. This is not... Because you... This is too busy. This is too... Far gone. Yeah. There's no more hope. Yeah. This is too much. Yeah. In the wrong direction. Like, how... I I don't really want to be here right now. (laughs) Exactly. It's like... It feels like it would just be easier to not be here. Yeah, because it's just so overwhelming on all... On all the levels. of you. Yeah. So I did want to point out uh, some of these like positive traits. Um, I got this from the website AshleyTreatment.org. It says the positive traits of people that are highly sensitive include emotional awareness, empathy for others, the ability to pick up on small cues that others miss, dedication to fairness and justice, yep. passionate and innovative thinking, and an ability to demonstrate good leadership through valuing others. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, all of those There's things. a lot of really good things that come from yeah. HSP. Yeah, for sure. And one thing that I um, also wanted to talk about with you, because it's something that both of us have been through and connect on, is, first of all, like, losing our religion. Yeah. Both of us have lost our religion that we grew up with, and... And also kind of tying in that HSP. Yeah. Being an HSP raised in a high demand religion. What did that do to us? What did that do to us? And from a super young age, Mm -hmm. it started for me. Do Mm -hmm. you remember when you started like... The guilt and shame? I'm pretty sure it was just from the very beginning. Like you're never going to be good enough is how my brain internalized. Yeah. Yeah. And that you were always... The teachings of my religion. Mm Mm-hmm. Same. And I felt you have to a be perfect and it's like you can't be. Yeah, you can't be. Mm-mm. And also a lot of um rejection of self. Yeah. Kind of taught to deny my own intuition because it never yeah. felt good to me. It never resonated with me. Mm-hmm. But I was always taught like, well, yes. This is the way. Yeah, and they all thought that and mm-hmm. I didn't think it. I didn't agree. There was part of me that just was never on board with all of it mm-hmm. and it always made me feel like you didn't fit in yeah like I was yeah it was an isolating 
experience. And Would I you think say that was your absolutely. And I think I tried. Both of us tried really hard yeah, to make it work did. for ourselves. We we're really like, did. well, this is At what everybody else is doing. Our lives, like we would go in and out, but like we, yeah, are, we gave it a valiant effort. We definitely many gave times. It. Yeah, we definitely gave it a valiant effort. We tried to make it work, and because we wanted. We're like, well, first of all, we're being told that this is the way to live. Yeah. Second of all. So we're scared. Our families yeah. and our friends and like it's so many culture, people that we know our, and love. Yeah. It's, it's, this is what they expect of us. Yes. So going against the And it's the part green, of our identity. Yeah. It's, it's how, it is. It's, it, it's literally everything in our lives. Yeah. And it's, um, I think we can both say like, honestly, that it really fucked us up. For real. Like, it it ruined our entire lives. Yeah. Honestly. We're still working on deconstructing Yeah, we go faith. through feelings constantly yeah. of... It's ingrained in us. Yes. We literally are having to rewire our brains mm-hmm. because we've been taught to think certain ways and our bodies respond to certain things that a lot of rewiring Mm -hmm. and a lot of self-work like looking at our triggers and identifying like okay where's this coming from Mm -hmm. what did this do like and how is that affecting me now yeah and what do I need to do to heal that part of me it's a lot of work another thing is like growing up feeling like you never quite fit in it's damaging. Yeah, it really is. You, you you aren't celebrating your uniqueness. You're ashamed of your uniqueness. Yeah. I and always... I felt like I was one action away from... Going to hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And our whole family is not going to be together. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot for and a little... And it's on your shoulders. Yeah. It is. It's isolating. It's lonely. Leaving your faith that you grew up in is... Terrifying. Terrifying. It's brave. It's devastating. It's yeah, and that leads me to um, one of my favorite Instagrammers recently, Tiffany Rowe. She's a therapist, and she grew up in the same faith that we did. High demand religion. I mean, it could be any religion that's high demand, yeah. right? Ours yes. just happens to be the same as hers. But um, something that she posted recently that I wanted to read because it really, really resonated. And I think it's something that I'd never thought about from this point of view before. She put, she said, faith destruction life. Never once having a believer ask, what was your faith transition like? That hit home, dude. 100. Because we're high, we're not even hiding it necessarily. It's just that it's taboo. And we're just like, okay, well, I'm the outsider and we just don't talk about this. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. and in her caption, um, it says, religion is a polarizing thing. Someone rejecting your religious beliefs for themselves can somehow feel like a personal insult. If you notice yourself feeling defensive, mad, hurt, assuming you know their story, Get curious about your triggers and the meaning you assign to someone exiting a religion. Faith transitions are a massive, whole-person life event. Clients describe it as life-shattering, devastating, losing everything, including their identity and worldview, terrifying, lonely, traumatizing. I mean, that's... Yeah, mic drop, dude. It's hard and... We're in a unique position of being surrounded by people we love so much and respect so much that are still in 
a religion that has done so much damage to us. And that's a hard thing to reconcile. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard to, we just know that we need to show our respect and hold our tongues Mm -hmm. because we're the enemy. (laughs) Yeah. It feels like that, right? It feels like that. It feels like that. And, and kind of that's how we were raised. Raised. Yeah. But it was the culture there. Yeah. Like the culture of, but it's taboo. Yeah, but it's taboo, and or it's maybe a, a source of fear or something that's scary. It, people fear what they don't understand. Yeah, people also can't. A lot of people, it's hard to acknowledge that what's true for one person may not be true for another person. Yes, and so it. Someone's like, well, if I feel this so deeply and I connect to it so much, then they're missing out and they're not getting blessings and they're whatever. Yes. Yeah, because. I know. And it's like, okay, but that's what's right for you. Yeah. Yes. That's not what's right for us. Right. And you got to have, you've got to be able to to give people their own beliefs. Let them do them. Autonomy. Autonomy. Thank you. Let them do them. That didn't really sound right. But you're exactly right. Yeah. Don't be scared to let other people have different beliefs. That's totally fine. Yeah. It doesn't make you accept that. And then it will help bridge this little gap. Right. Exactly. Between believers and non-believers, it's like there's got to be like a comfy, yeah, there's got to be conversation somewhere in the middle because how it is right now. I guess comfy conversation is not what I meant. No, but, but I'm know, with you. A meeting halfway, mm-hmm. but it's not being met halfway because it's polarizing. Like she said, yeah, exactly. It's polarizing. Exactly. She said it perfectly. Can I read this because I feel like this really? Um, I wrote this a while ago, like a month ago or something. And I feel like, I feel like for both of us, it kind of resonates, right? For sure. How this has affected us being in a high demand religion as highly sensitive people with anxiety, depression, all the things. Um, So it's kind of long, but should I just go for it? Go for it. Okay. Okay. Wait, when did you write this? I wrote this right before I went in the psych ward. Okay. (laughs) So it says, and now concerning me, I want to burn it all down. Take it brick by brick. No, I'm looking to smash it. Take a hammer and destroy it. Patience never was my strong suit. Side note, patience is my strong suit in our friendship. Yeah. (laughs) Just not in a lot of other ways. (laughs) Um, Disclaimer. Yeah, disclaimer. I'll say my words the way I want to say them. I'll destroy the patriarchy the way that best suits me. I've got a wild soul smothered by what's expected of me if I could just let go. I've got so much to offer if I could just get past that dark cloud that feels completely out of my control, much like the weather. My own inner rules always shouting at me. So many of them are just society. They've wound their way into me, and I'm supposed to unwind it all on my own? All these bricks are fucking heavy. I want to burn it all down, watch the ashes settle. Oh, that's what I'm doing now? Settling into those ashes? My own ashes all around me. I got it the way I wanted it. God damn, this is uncomfortable. (laughs) I'm almost done. (laughs) This is so good. Keep going. Um, I don't have the answers. I think that's some, this is a side note. Again, we don't, we've, not having the answers can be really discouraging when you've grown up in a religion that tells you 
This is the answer. This is the answer. Believe it. It's a scary thing to acknowledge. I don't have all the answers. And now what? You know? Yeah, it's a brave thing to be able to say. Like, I don't have the answers. Yeah, I don't know. Taking this day by day, dude. Yep. So anyway, this is Living in the moment because we don't know what else is out there. Exactly. We're questioning everything now that Mm -hmm. we've left our religion. Mm -hmm. That we've lost our religion. Yep. Um, the rest of this just says, and now to find me, the ever elusive, the search that will never end. I'd love to find some meaning in it. I'd love to find some direction while spinning. I'd love to smash the bit of me that's been poisoned by it. Stop it down the drain and come up free. So what if I write these words, hoping someone will read them, hoping someone will hear them so I can stop screaming in my dreams, screaming so loud, no one can handle me. Keeping it all in so as not to offend. Don't want to be a bother. Just over here taking up a corner of space. I just want a sliver, just a scratch. And now you see why we say, fuck the patriarchy. Yes, all the bills, sister. <laughs> so anyway, I don't know how to even like come out of that on a upswing because we are still trying to figure out the answers. We are. We are, but we're not alone. We're doing it together mm-hmm. and we're like making good changes that affect people in the world and we're putting good we're, back we're in. We're fighting the good fight. We're man. fighting the good fight. And we're, we're trying not to be up. our most authentic selves. We're being real good people. We're being super true and super brave. And basically our purpose right now is just to be us. Yeah. And just love us. That means the darkness, the mm-hmm. light. And get to know ourselves. Yeah. And allow ourselves to be who we actually are. Yep. Ridding ourselves of this shame and guilt that mm-hmm. sometimes crawls back in. Yep. Shedding our layers. Yep. Shedding our... It's like that... I can't remember who the podcast person was, but you sent me a podcast once, and it was um, a lady talking about being in the gooey phase of life like yes. like a butterfly right yes. being in the, in the goo yeah in the goo yeah it was becoming wesley christensen ca- wesley christensen yeah. okay so in the goo phase yeah being in the goo phase turning from the caterpillar to the butterfly and yeah. we're in the goo phase totally. right now yep we are that's we're in it dude yeah there's beauty in it there's beauty in it in the yeah. goo. i think this leads probably to the quote that you were going to share. Yes, I feel like this is a perfect. perfect time to share that. Okay, it's by, of course, Brene Brown. Of course. Actually, there's two of them. Should I share both Yeah, of them? share both. Okay, the first one is, we don't have to do it all alone. We were never meant to. And we weren't. We weren't. Yeah, we share each other's burdens. Yeah. This next one is real good. The dark does not destroy the light. It defines it. It's our fear of the dark that casts our joy into the shadows. And that's from Gifts of Imperfection. I love that so much. I know. So good. She's so good. She's the best. Brene, we love you. Shout out, Brene, girl. (laughs) Keep doing the good work. Keep doing the good work. And then I wanted to ask you, too, about, like, if there's any books that have helped you through your different life challenges or just been a bright spot in your life. And same with music, songs, things like that. Okay, um, my book would be The Four Agreements by okay. Don Miguel Ruiz. <laughs> I don't that remember. His name? I, I was about to say Eckhart Tolle, but yes, Ruiz, that's right. Yeah, we did it look is. it up. That's a great book. Yeah, and what about the other one you were telling me about? Um, oh, Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Yeah. Our gal. Our gal. That's she's a, a great. One. She's a good one. 
That's a great one. And then, what was what was I going to share? And then, is there any, like, song? Oh, a song that really resonates. Mm-hmm. Or just something that's a bright spot in you. A life, bright spot. You know? Better by Regina Spector. Go look oh, it up. Oh, okay. Add it to the I'm going to add it to the Psych Patient playlist. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, that's such a good one. I love that. Music has been a huge part of our friendship, Yeah, I feel like. It was and the foundation of... Yeah, it totally was the foundation of our friendship. We went to concerts together. Yeah, chased some bands. Yeah, groupies. Yep. And just, yeah. Shared music. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. one of the ways that we connect. Mm-hmm. That's a good foundation. It is. I love it. I love that for us. Yeah, I love that for us. We're so cool. We're <laughs> oh really, really gosh. cool. Oh my gosh. We, we go to just... tons of concerts. So... <laughs> <laughs> haven't been to one in actually like a really yeah. long time now that would really shut us down um that would be real hard for me to do but hey in our past lives our we past lives, freaking partied hard and we went to all the shows up. and we had happy fun those were times. some magical days that we had true. in our early 20s true magic pure magic happy and to share those years with you hard love Hard love, hard, hard times. I just gave me chills down my legs. We hard, went through some hard times, dude. Man. But like, and what's crazy is that we were so parallel. Like we were getting married yes. within a month of each other. Yes, engaged around the same time, dating our forevers mm-hmm. at the time. At the also same time. dating our exes at like yes, breaking before up. Before we met our forevers, or before yeah. we got with our forevers or whatever breaking up with them being heartbroken editor's note lest he be confused the forever i'm referring to is my ex-husband and our forever was 13 years but we're still friends and then we're family and it's all good just wanted to clear that up our professional lives were a little bit Our professional similar. lives, mm-hmm. yes. We would. We both worked downtown. Yep, our upbringings. I mean, you know. Yeah. We were destined We're super lucky that we found each other. I know. Everybody, get you a sister brain or and or a platonic soulmate. Yep. If you take anything from your ex, let it be a good girlfriend. <laughs> let it be a good, yeah, or a good boyfriend or whatever. Yep. Like, get yourself a friend on your way out. Yeah. Get something <laughs> from that. Um, I feel like I made a lot of friends through that particular ex-boyfriend. You did. Like, a lot. A lot. Mm-hmm. A ton of connections. Like, a if lot you could of draw people. a little family tree of mm-hmm. the A lot people. of good came from that. A lot so of good came from that. It was a fucking crazy relationship yeah, and hard, but, like, good stuff came from it. Yeah, it was necessary. Yeah, it was time. necessary, for sure. And it was good experience. It was. I learned a lot yeah. from that one. We had fun. Yes, it was fun. We had fun. And by we, I mean me and you. Yeah. <laughs> we did have fun with those other people. Yeah. No, we had um, lots of fun. No, we had lots and lots of fun. We wrote books and sitcoms. We totally we did. We explored cities. We wrote a children's book together, but we never did anything with it. We did. And remember our Shaker Heights sitcom? Oh, yes, our Shaker Heights sitcom. See? We go back. I think both of us, well, you do have diagnosed ADHD. And I I feel like I might have it in, like, not the classic way, but, like, in a different way. And so 
that explains why we've had so many like projects and ideas that we've never done anything with. Yeah, right? some we've chased, some we've started. Yeah, but we are full of tons of we, good conversation anybody, and brilliant ideas. Yeah, if anybody now, wants to get in here and, yeah, and make execute these, these ideas, yeah. we have a ton of yes. wonderful business. We are ideas. just full yes, of them. Full of them. <laughs> One day we'll execute these things. Yeah, but exactly. right now we're just fixing our. Right now we really we're we just have in our healing phase. Major healing yeah. that we have. We're to just do. surviving and learning and growing. Yeah. We'll get there. We will. I wanted to read a quote from Glennon Doyle before we bid everyone adieu. Adieu? Yeah. This is perfect. Go, sissy. Okay, this is the perfect Glennon Doyle quote. Ending with a wonderful quote. Yeah. Blessed are... No, wait. Would I say blessed or blessed? Say blessed for the saints in us. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Blessed... Blessed are those brave enough to make things awkward. Yes! For they wake us up and move us forward. Isn't that good? I love that. Love that so much. And now, if you have religious trauma, you might want to plug your ears. (laughs) In the name of psych patients everywhere. Amen. Amen. And women. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of... The Psych Patient Podcast. Podcast, podcast, podcast. <laughs>